Let me quickly do a recap of what Pastor taught us last Sunday. If you were not here, that is a message for the books. You have to get that message. I was wearing this ridiculously high heel so I couldn't run around the church. I really wanted to run around the church. But I thought, it might not look good if I should fall flat on my face. So I stayed and held myself down. But I am telling you, if you were not here last week, you need to go get that CD. Get the CD. It's free. So go get it. Listen to it. And just, you know, kind of soak in that message. Soak in that word. Let God do something different in your life in Jesus' name. We thank um, our youth ministers as, as they go out with our youth to, to minister to them. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to continue faith for your next season. Pastor did part three last week. I am not going to do like I'm doing part four, but I'm going to add my two cents as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance this morning. Amen. One of the things he said last week, he said, your faith is the most consequential thing about your life and achieving destiny. And it says you have to make sure that your faith is strong. So have faith for your next season. Amen. I'm not going to go into the details. You just need to go get that CD. Then the other thing he said, he said, the basis of strong, steady faith is for you to know, to be thoroughly convinced that God has a good plan for you. You can't have faith if you don't believe that God has a good plan. Because then you'll be asking the wrong questions like the um, disciples when they were in the boat and they were, where they, you know, the the storm was going on very strongly and their boat was shifting and they, were, they thought they were going to drown. And the first question they asked Jesus was, uh, don't you care? Yeah. Well, don't you care is the wrong question like Pastor taught us last week. And they only said that though because they didn't understand that God had a good plan. If he said, let's go to the other side, of course, we are going to the other side. Amen. So the basis of strong, steady faith is for you to know and to be thoroughly convinced that God has a good plan for you. Then he came to number three. He said, remember not the former things because God is doing a new thing. And we read Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. And we're going to kind of camp around there today. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19, the new thing God is about to do. But let's review more. He said, hope is a precursor of faith. So it's impossible. Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So it's almost impossible for you to have faith if you have no hope. Hopeless people shoot themselves, jump off a cliff, jump out of the window, because they have no hope. If you have no hope, you are not going to have any faith. Amen. He also told us last week, Faith always believes God cares. That's the foundation. If you believe that God cares, you will have faith. If you don't believe, if you feel he cares today and then tomorrow he doesn't care that much, your faith will go with whatever you feel like that day. You may have to have faith in the face of hopelessness. That is having hope against all hope. He took us to Abraham, Romans 4.16, and he told us about how Abraham believed, even though it was not possible for him to have a child, but he did believe and he had the child. And he ended up with, dig another well. 
And I've been saying that to myself all throughout this week. I am digging another well. Amen. So today what I want us to talk about is going to fit right off from what he taught us last week. And I'm tight, I've put a title, Season the Prosperity in Your Next Season. Season the Prosperity in Your Next Season. Season by force. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent do what? They take it by force. Season the prosperity in your next season. So, Pastor made a statement. It's been ringing in my ears, in my spirit for the last week. He said, in 2018, dig another well. There is treasure in the earth waiting for you. I don't know that even he remembered that he said that because he just said it in one of the very exciting things he said to us. But he said, there is treasure in the earth waiting for you. And I, I put it, I wrote it in my notes. I made it bold. I circled it. I did everything to make sure that the next time I w- went back to my notes, it would pop out. There is treasure waiting for you. And, I, and, and today we'll start from Isaiah 45 verse 3. So let's go to Isaiah 45 verse 3. Isaiah 45, 3, and I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that you may not know. That, sorry, that you may know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. The first part of it is what I want us to quickly look at. I will give you the treasure of darkness and hidden riches of secret places treasure of darkness, hidden riches of secret places. I want you to think about that. Have you ever thought about it that all the wealth in this world stays in this world? It never evaporates. Have you noticed that if you have a phone, for example, the iPhone 10 that came out or even iPhone 8 that came out, if you, if you use a certain carrier, for example, our carrier is T-Mobile. So when, if you want to change your phone, T-Mobile will say, okay, come, I'll give you $200, or I'll give you $150, or I'll give you $300 if you return that phone, and then, you know, we'll give it towards your next upgrade. Why do they do that? Why do they want your old phone? It's old, after all. Why, what do they need it for? Anyone has that a guess? Why, why do you think they want the phone? No, not information. Because if they should take my information, ooh, a lawsuit is coming. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I think it's because there are precious metals in that phone which they have to mine for. Very few places in the earth have those metals. There are some metals that are used in our phones that are crucial to the operation and the operating, the operating system of that phone, that if they don't have it, they can't make more phones. So they need all the phones that are out there to come back in so they can strip the phones of some of those elements and use it for new phones. So let's say you bought that phone after you've finished your payment plan, maybe $600. They're willing to give you 200 in fact, for mine, they gave me $300, 300 
And I'm saying to myself, wait a second. Whew, that's a good deal. I've used this phone for two, three years. But there's something there. There's a reason they're willing to pay that much. Because whatever it is they're looking for is so precious that they can't find it anymore. And there's competition. They, they have other uh, phone makers that are using the same elements in their phones. The same elements. And everyone is mining for this. And the earth has a limited supply of this element. And without it, they can't make more phones. So he tells me that they don't want you to let it go to waste. They need it back. So much so that you're buying a new $600 phone and they're willing to give you $300. It's almost like all their profit is gone. No, they're making more profit because the next phone is $1,999, isn't it? Okay. So the way that works, though, is it made me think that all the wealth in this world remains in this wealth, in this world. It's not going anywhere. Those things they're looking for do not evaporate and go maybe to Mars. So then we go start digging in Mars. No, and it's so hard to get to Mars. You know, so even if Mars has diamonds and has all the elements we need, it's the Mars. We can't get there. So there are resources and there are things in this world that remain in this world. Have you noticed that when people die, they don't take anything with them? It stays here. So that is to tell you that there are some treasures around here that we don't know where they are. Now, the most frustrating thing is that some people are billionaires today, and then next year they add another billion. It's like, come on now, let's share this thing. Let's spread it around. But it is a limited amount of resources. Maybe the whole planet Earth is worth maybe a hundred trillion dollars or more. Where When you came, it was a hundred trillion dollars, and when you're going, it's going to be a hundred trillion dollars, and you're still not going to take anything with it from, from, from here. Now, when you're here, you can accumulate and amass, but when you're going, you are not taking it. So when the Lord said, I will give to you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches, it says to me there are riches They're just hidden. And if God is not a respecter of persons, why are some people having two billion and I can barely pay my rent? It's not fair. But guess what? God doesn't go around taking from this one and giving to this one, taking from this one and giving to this one. It's survival of the fittest in the kingdom of prosperity. You seize it. So that's why today we are seizing the prosperity in our next season. Amen. You go get it. The Lord is not trying to hide it. He says, I will give you. So as far as God is concerned, it's released. It's not like, I will give Jane, I won't give Jack, I will give John. I will. No, no, no. It's released. So you can go get it. Or you can sit and enjoy where you are. Either way, it's of no concern to God because he's already given it out. Now, there's some very aggressive people who don't even know God, but they're going for it. You ask yourself, how can you already have $2 billion? And you, these people don't sleep. I walk in the corporate world. I see them strategize. 
I see these people. I mean, the way we walk, 